0: Critical hit Punch All Nazis takes place in the early days of World War II and combines high adventure with cosmic horror. All dates, locations, and historical events are thrown out the window in order to create a fun story, so don't put too much thought into historical inaccuracies. All accents are done poorly, but with love, and no disrespect is intended. time
1: on Critical Hits.
0: Travel tips. Tip number one, stay on the path. Tip two, respect the locals. Tip number three, keep an open mind. You have arrived in Barlow, Kentucky, a very small, poor town on the very edge of the Appalachian map mountains and it is snowing and you are in the middle of the road there's a general store a mercantile a post office let's uh restaurant
1: let's let's take it into the gas station and see if we can get directions there you pull into Uh, the
0: gas no no you pull into a gas station uh to to fill up and a man walks out and again he also is uh um dressed for cold weather. He's got his gloves on his hunting cap. He's got a pair of really thick bib overalls on and a, a very thick, uh, plaid shirt on underneath that. He knocks on your, on your window,
1: yep, roll it down. Unless he's, uh, I'm, he's probably on the driver's side. Gonna, yeah. Roll it yeah. down. Oh, well, howdy boys.
0: I haven't seen a car like this, this fancy in a long time. What brings you here to Barlow? Uh, here to visit the family of a friend of ours. Oh, yeah? What friend is that? Theodore Whitmore. Oh, Whitmore's! Yeah, they're good people! Good people! Shame, though, shame, though, about their boy. And he's patting himself, trying to keep mm-hmm. warm. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, could you tell us what direction we need to head to get to them? Oh, boy! Uh...
0: He kind of scratches his head and he's kind of looking up into the sky. Well, you need to take this road right down here. And he's pointing down in the direction. And you need to go that way. And you are looking for... You're looking for Black's Holler. If you get to Bog's Holler, you've gone too far. That's another podcast. (laughs) But you're looking for Black's Holler. And then you're going to want to turn up and go up that road now. It's a narrow road up in them mountains. Whitmores are way back up in there. Uh, And he kind of looks up at the air and gives it a little sniff. I think there's a storm coming. So if you're going to get out there, it's going to take you most of the rest of the
1: day. They expecting you? Uh, No, I don't suppose you know uh, their code. Uh, it goes right like that, like a telephone thing, right? It's like, give me three bar low or whatever.
0: <laughs> uh, telephone, that's a good one. Hey, <laughs> nobody up in there got no telephones.
1: Yep. Well, I guess then we're showing up unannounced.
0: Uh huh. All right. Um, I'm gonna fill her up.
1: Uh, if you don't mind, also, uh, can I just ask. Uh, we saw the, uh, mining syndicate. Uh, how, how is that doing? It's doing
0: okay. A lot of the mines have tapped out, especially after the explosion. Oh, when was that explosion? Uh, many years ago, there was an explosion shut down half the mine. So it's the outputs, not as much as it used to be, but you know, still keeps uh, food on the plate for most people. It's around here. Okay. All right. And he goes and goes to start filling up the, uh, the gas tank. Uh,
1: Dutch will pull out a dollar and be like, yep. "It's not all technically dried up, but that's probably close enough." And he'll like <laughs> toss it on top of the book that Valentino's probably reading.
2: Yeah. Oh, hey. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Gents. Yep. A yeah. One, like a
1: we all in.
0: <laughs> After a few minutes, you hear the final ding of the uh, of the gas pump and. See the old man putting it back on there, and uh, he's like, are You sure boys are gonna go out there? This car, um, he keeps patting himself and kind of stamping on the ground. Uh, this car doesn't look like it's gonna be able to handle them roads.
1: Hmm, uh, I don't suppose the uh shop has a loaner that has like a higher clearance. Eh,
0: it might, um, not boys come on inside, and uh, we can see what we can work out. All right, good thing. Are you going to just leave the car right there by the gas pump taking up spaces for no. other people who might want to come in and get gas?
1: Forever. Okay. There's a spot. I yeah, believe yeah, there's. You just, a, you just, you just there was what a, like.
2: A, what kind of rude idiot do you think I am?
0: <laughs> yeah. First class.
2: <laughs> where you raise it a barn. So just,
0: like wow. You just uh, pull up a little bit and you find a spot to to park uh and you guys go into the gas station which is attached to the to the cafe. And the minute that you guys go in, you can smell like, Oh, fried food, like chicken fried steak, chicken fried chicken, chicken fried mashed potatoes and gravy, chicken fried coffee, chicken fried fried apple pie, chicken fried ice cream.
1: So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll try to talk to the guy about maybe letting us borrow his truck. And, uh, well, now see, and then here's then we'll the here we'll come back around and have some chicken fried something
0: all right, <laughs> well boys, here's the thing uh I've only got the one tow truck, and with the weather uh it kind of is in a little bit of a demand if you know what I mean, sure, sure. so I would be out quite a bit uh if I were to loan this to you. you see what i'm- ta- getting at
1: I understand okay. we might uh we might test our luck uh. What do you think the problem is going to be? Just the ice? Should we get chains or?
0: Oh, it's going to be muddy and there's not going to be much road. You're probably going to slide off the side of the mountain and kill yourselves. Uh, You know, that kind of stuff.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Clayton! What is it, woman? Are you trying to annoy those young men? I'm not annoying them. I'm trying to strike a deal. Ah, now, where were we? You say I'm going to be out of some money if I let you guys take the truck.
1: Oh, I see. I see. Uh It's
0: going to be like a couple of days worth of, uh, pulling people out of the snow, if you know what I mean.
1: Sure. Sure. Uh, well, um, how about, um, we compensate you for a few of those toes? Say...
0: So he kind of looks at you like, uh, he doesn't understand the word compensation.
1: Oh, right. Um... Yeah. So, uh, how about how about we front you some of that money?
0: How much was you
1: thinking? Um, how about a hundred bucks for both days?
0: Why don't you roll a persuasion plus reason D two,
1: and uh, have I talked to him long enough to? Oh yeah, have my subtle cues. Okay. Yep, and I will. Pick up a free momentum die.
0: Okay. Ooh, only one success.
1: One success, but I have a charm focus and I have a three in persuasion. So this might be two ah, successes.
0: Nice. All right. So two successes then. Very good. Uh, your subtle cues uh, are almost not needed because at the mere mention of $100, <laughs> his eyes go really big. <laughs> And if this were a cartoon, you'd see like dollar signs rolling up in, in his, uh, in his eyeballs. Well now, uh, well now, um, a hundred dollars you say, um, yeah, I I think, um, I think we can work out a trade. How how about this? A hundred dollars for the two days you pay for any damages you do to the truck. And because my missus and me needs a way to get around, we take your car in exchange for the same time period just to drive around town, mind you not to pull people out of ditches or anything like that.
1: Sure. Sure.
0: (laughs) Is that a sure, sure as in? Yes. Uh, Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, he kind of licks his lips. He's like, all right, let's let a hundred dollars then.
1: I'll pull out a hundred dollars
0: now, um, from your safe, do you remember Dutch were these all in like one hundred dollar bills or these one dollar bills? A, no yeah, these are mash of...
1: it's a it's probably a mix at this point because we've been spending money okay. so it's it's probably probably like what like a fifth it's like a fifty to twenties and a ten
0: right okay, About as 100. you lay out the fifty, you just see him licking his lips a little bit more and Uh, Even though it is warm in this gas station, you see like a bead of sweat rolling down his forehead from under his hat. Like, oh my gosh, I've just hit the jackpot kind of thing. And he's got his hands holding out and his hands are kind of shaking as you're putting the money in. And he's still trying to be very, you can tell he's trying to be very cool about all this without letting on that. This is probably the most money he will make in the next six months. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, after you hand out all the money, he kind of picks him up and goes, hey, hold on just one moment, boy. And he kind of snaps the the money and he's holding it up to the light and he goes, ah, there's a bunch of revenue is around these pots, uh, looking into some counterfeiting and bootlegging. And he's he this, this money looks all right. Then and He kind of folds it up and puts it into his pocket and he's like, uh, I think we got a deal. And he reaches out his hands to shake with you. I'll uh,
1: shake his hand. What are you saying? Clayton Morrow is his name. M-O-R-R-O-W. Yep. you have a son named Thomas?
0: (laughs) No, we was not able to have kids. Aww. Rob, why don't you roll me an observation plus uh, insight? Mm. (laughs) Uh, Because it's bad? I don't know. Let's just see. You're the one that's starting to talk with Clayton Morrow.
2: Rob was making a stupid joke for Matthew. Too late now.
0: One success. Very good. Uh you notice that as the uh the man is now taking off his gloves to examine the um the monies uh Mm -hmm. Blisco, you notice like a black sore right on his wrist. It's almost like if if his hand were down, the uh flannel shirt would be covering this like black postulating kind of sore on his wrist. But now that he's holding the dollar up to the, the money's up to the light. You can see it very clearly uh, on his, on his wrist when he says, no, nah, we are not able
2: to have kids. Well, that's unfortunate. I'll kind of nudge doc. Uh that, that is fame.
0: Well now, and after he's done shaking your hands and everything, uh Dutch, uh, he's like reaches into his pocket and he pulls out, uh, pair of uh, keys there's two keys on there obviously he's doesn't believe in putting the spare key somewhere else of course <laughs> it's all in the same chain and he just kind of slides it over to you you take care of betty now
1: yep uh, you got a good blisco. driver because them
0: roads get narrow and them roads can get scary
1: yeah if you don't mind we're gonna have our driver take a quick look at it um and uh blisco will order you something what do you want Biscuits and gravy. Yeah, that sounds good. Cora, them boys are going to stay for some food.
0: All right, plate. I'll start working. Have them take a seat anywhere they like. And there's like four tables that you could go sit at. There's like one or two other people that are sitting there. One of them, at the at the mention of $100, you can tell he's going to checking you guys out and he keeps looking out the window at the car and looking back at you guys.
1: Well, you know, when I inevitably catch him looking at us, we'll just give him a polite, he, like nod.
0: Yeah. He kind of quickly looks back down at whatever he's doing. I think he's got a copy of the, uh, the newspaper, the, the, what is it called? The Barlow beacon that he's reading. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, and he kind of holds out his hands cause he wants keys to your car.
1: Uh, Blisco has those.
0: Hand him, gonna over. hand him over. All right. Yeah. He kind of smiles, puts him in his pocket. All right, boys, uh, two days. Um, you're late. Uh, another $100, right? Sure. <laughs> the man can barely contain himself.
2: That's funny. That's funny. I don't want to note the exact time.
0: <laughs> I think uh, we're going to have that to negotiate they...
2: that no matter what.
0: Let's say that today sure. is uh, January 20th. It took you that long to get down here. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost a, almost a week to get down here. Uh, so it's January 20th. Uh, he expects the car to be back at end of the day, three o'clock time. By the time the sun goes down three o'clock on the 22nd. All right. Did you want to go check out the truck? Let's go. Yeah, absolutely. So you go out in uh, the old man, uh, Clayton Morrow, lead you out into the repair shop area, uh, the garage repair shop. And sure enough, there is a pretty old truck. This is definitely a 1920s truck. It is rusty. It is beat up. It's got a big, uh, you know, hook on the back for pulling people out of uh, trouble or towing uh, cars that are need trouble. But this is one of those trucks uh, that is a workman's truck. So it's actually got a double, uh, double seating in it. So there's a front seat and a back seat to this. Um, nice. So there's more than enough room for everybody and all of your stuff to fit in there. When you fire it up, it does backfire a couple of times and there's a lot of black smoke that comes out. But after about a minute, the black smoke kind of levels off and the, um, the, the, the lead fumes, coming from the, uh, from the gas don't quite knock you out, but it's, it's pretty close. You probably should make sure that you are operating this vehicle in a well-ventilated area. Yeah. But it looks, it looks like it's going to get you uh, where it's going. It's got big, thick tires on it. It's a, it's a stick shift, obviously, so you can drive that. And on the side of it, it's got uh, Morrow
2: towing.
1: Oh, Morrow.
2: I'm just sitting here and just imagining a rocker up on top, <laughs> well, this should get us there, oh yeah, yeah, yeah
0: yeah, um, you go back in, and sure enough, uh one of the people that were sitting at their table has gotten up and left. um Those of you who were sitting around, you heard him say, You know, thank you, Cora. great meal as always, uh I'll see you tomorrow's uh I'll see you tomorrow's, Harlan. And uh Harlan puts on his hat and his coat, and he is uh walking out the door as you are walking in, so what's everybody gonna eat
1: uh well, Dutch will order some biscuits and gravy for Lisco. okay and biscuits probably and gravy, yeah probably the chicken fried steak for Ooh. Dutch and up front mash- without like thinking about or a slice of pie.
0: Oh yeah. What <laughs> and, about uh, uh, what about you, Valentino? You're, unless your head's too buried in that book.
2: Oh, uh, food. Uh, yeah, that's probably a good idea. Uh...
0: <laughs> Where are we? <laughs> so this is this is getting close to your your territory, uh, Valentino. Yeah. So I'm sure they have all of the southern foods that you would uh, be interested in.
2: <laughs> uh, it's a little late in the day for some grits uh I don't know, I kinda... oh
0: and she la- she looks at you and kind of laughs oh it's never too late for grits
2: <laughs> uh, actually uh chicken fried steak sound real good i'll have one of them
0: all right and and uh for you uh, and she kind of takes a startled step back when she takes a look at you doc
2: <laughs> I ask if she has any Goetta she kind of just stops
0: and she kind of looks at blankly at you and then she kind of looks at at Dutch and then at at Blisco like she doesn't understand what language this guy is speaking
2: give her a <laughs> shrug can i have a chicken fried chicken with some chicken fried beans
0: oh yeah yeah would you like some uh chicken fried uh chicken fried uh uh, uh okras
2: oh that does sound good
0: what All kind right, of pie you right did you right say there. you had We got chicken fried apple pie, chicken fried peach pie, chicken fried pumpkin pie, chicken fried pecan pie, and chicken fried
2: chicken fried pie. Oh, definitely pecan. I may need two slices of pecan, if that's all right.
0: Okay. Anything to
2: drink?
1: Uh, Dutch will quickly and desperately run through his mental catalog of, like, if he says, like, is this a sweet tea area or a regular tea area?
0: probably going to go with a sweet
1: is tea area. This definitely a sweet tea area. Okay. Then, and I hate it. Yeah, then Dutch will definitely say, "Uh, how about a pitcher of sweet tea for the table?"
0: And she just kind of <laughs> looks at you and just says, "Uh, I think you just mean tea."
1: <laughs> of course.
0: And she wanders off and uh in a little bit she brings back the food. Uh the door opens and in walks uh, a man, a tall man. And he's got a scarf wrapped around his his face, and he's got some ear ear muffs on his on his ear. And as he takes off his his jacket and his uh, scarf, you see that this man is wearing a black shirt with a white collar uh, around around his neck. Good day, Cora. Good day, Clayton. Ah, preacher to good. Nice to see you, preacher to good. Nice to see you. It's a cold one today, colder than I've ever seen. Oh yeah, that's, that's for sure. That's for sure. And he sits down and she comes over and pours him some coffee. And she sets out a, like a sandwich of, of something, a chicken fried sandwich of some kind. And, um, it's like a, a regular for him. Billy Ray coming anytime soon. Oh, uh, I got him cleaning out the, out the church again. Uh, that boy caused me all sorts of trouble. Yeah, boys will be that way," says Clayton, again, the man who doesn't have any kids. As um as you guys look at creature to good, it's d apostrophe g o o d e for for those of you that care. Uh you notice right behind his right ear, right on the edge of his jawline, uh, you also notice a like a black splotch.
1: Do we all notice it?
0: Uh, Everybody can roll me an observation plus uh, insight. D1. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) Uh, Yes, you get a success, but um, the preacher notices you staring at him. Well, good day, son.
2: How's the good Lord treating you today? Uh, All right, sir.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Is there something I can help you with? You need some comfort in, in this cold weather. Just a kind word will be enough, sir. Well, may the blessings of the Lord be upon you in your travels. Not from around here, I notice. What brings you here?
2: Uh, condolences for our friend's family mostly.
0: Oh yeah, what family is that? I've been given many blessings lately. The... Whitmore. Whitmore, Whitmore's. <laughs> oh yeah, the Whitmores. A I... couple of months ago, our boy died over in Europe. Yeah, mm-hmm. sad, so sad. I hope my boy never goes, gets involved in that nonsense.
2: Mm-hmm. hope so too sir
0: why'd it take you boys so long to get here we were still deployed oh military i see i see well nothing and please don't take offense to my comments i just you know man's only got the his son to carry on his legacy and uh billy ray is my only son
1: no we understand
2: yeah
0: uh-huh uh-huh and he's uh biting into a sandwich Hmm. Cora, might fine, might've fine sandwich today, Cora. Um, Brian, you are so absorbed in your book that, uh, you do not notice, uh, the, uh, chicken fried pecan pie, uh, right next to the table and you knock it off and make a big mess in the middle of the, uh, of the room. Everybody, Clayton, Cora, uh, the other customer, uh, Preacher's good. Everybody just kind of stops and stares at you.
2: Ah, my, my apologies. Let me, let me, uh, get that here and start.
0: No, no problem. No problem. Uh, Cora says, and she kind of bends down. She's an older woman, so you can hear her kind of grunting as she's trying to get down there and clean up that mess. You can hear her muttering something under her breath. Mm, sorry, preacher. That's all right, Cora. So there's all sorts of knickknacks and things in, in, in here, in addition to the Ooh. food that you guys have, uh, you know, there's gum, there's candy, there's, you know, the beef jerky, there's newspapers, magazines, um, uh, you know, those kinds of things. Uh, Blisco, the coffee, or I'm sorry, the tea is the sweetest tea you've ever tasted. It is the, so much sugar that I'm sure if you clinked to the edge of the glass, uh, that the solution would completely fall apart and sugar would just magically appear at the bottom of your glass. <laughs>
2: go about uh, ba- uh, this. Rob yeah, absolutely uh, um. hates this.
1: I mean, Blisco's <laughs> from Nebraska. He could have a strong opinion about this. I mean, I I certainly would. Yeah. Um. I feel Doc, like our European you... listeners don't understand the the tea, the regular tea, sweet tea divide. But it's a thing. Oh, yeah. In the U.S. Yeah. And as someone yeah. who oh, wasn't yeah. born in the U.S., I've I've definitely had people like shout at me about putting sugar in my tea. Yep. you've all fought in the tea? sugar tea wars i put sugar in yeah. my tea yeah he's bitter oh okay because i'm exactly. a
0: i am a non-sugar i'm a non-sugar tea drinker and uh when i moved to atlanta i was in for a rude awakening again just like uh uh cora said uh we call it here we here we call it just tea uh there mm-hmm. if you say tea it's just you're getting sugar tea the sugar yeah, tea as you ever could.
1: And you're better off ordering. So I very a Coke, quickly it'll have less sugar.
0: Yes, it'll have less <laughs> sugar. In I very quickly learned to, to say unsweet tea, and I swear the first couple of times at the restaurants that I was in, they're very southern restaurants. Uh, they were very much. I'll have to look and see if we have that kind of attitude.
2: Okay.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. So that is that is uh, some of the other things that you see. In the gas station. Preacher Good is busy eating a sandwich. Uh, the other man is just uh, looking out the window and sipping on what looks like coffee. Cora and Clayton are going about their business. Do they have any
1: matches? They do have a book of matches. Do we carry matches? I think we need to. Uh, Dutch, Dutch probably them. carries a book of matches with them or a lighter. I think we've talked yeah. about having a lighter before. So actually Dutch probably has a yep. nice fancy lighter.
2: Yeah. But if you'd like
0: to pick up, a, or I'm sorry, buy a book of, of matches, you could do
2: mm-hmm. that. A book of matches and maybe some of that, uh, that, uh,
0: like five cents,
2: gum, that stuff there. Yeah. There's nut. some, uh,
0: be, no, it's not beach nut. It's uh, uh blackjack gum, uh, the licorice tasting gum. So you got the blackjack gum. That's five cents. The book of matches, five cents. Uh, there's magazines, newspapers, uh, newspaper, I guess the local newspaper is there. Um, Oh cigarettes. You know, there's a There's cigarettes there, yes. There's some candy, there's a uh cooler or refrigerator of some kind humming in the back, but it's uh probably got some soda pop in it. Everybody roll 4 will plus resilience d1. Oh, will plus resilience d1. Let's see how everybody fares.
2: Yeah, is
0: southern fried, Kentucky fried.
1: This is isn't about being intimidated or scared, is it? It's about whether the food
0: is, uh, good enough for your palate or whether it does not sit well with you. Uh, Valentino. Oh man, this is just like home. This is better than, this is the best food that you have had since you entered the military. Uh, so Valentino, uh, succeeds. Yeah. Doc, there's something about the, uh, fr- uh, chicken fried okra that really, um, sits well with you. Yeah reminds me of Dutch surprisingly the chicken fried pie uh was uh the best chicken fried pie that you have ever eaten and uh you you may want to come back and eat eat here again you you definitely you definitely make a mental note to say that hey before we leave town I want to stop here and get me a whole chicken fried pie nice good thing we have to stop Uh, back here anyways uh, yeah, let's go. You also succeed. yeah, so this is this is good. the uh, the sweet tea is okay. It doesn't taste like it, it tastes like they did mix sugar and like honey together to sweeten mm-hmm. this tea. So it's a little bit different than what most of you are probably used to, especially uh, you Valentino, but it is still a a pleasant taste. Uh, almost at times you can uh, get a hint of clover uh, on on the
1: uh, on the tea, yeah, what is it, like an orange pico? Like, uh, is that a
2: bergamot? What is that? Yeah. It's like a, just black tea. Yeah. It's like a black tea. Yeah. Sugar, That's honey, tea. iced tea. Yep.
0: Sugar, honey, iced tea. I'm picking up what you're putting down, Steven. Yeah. Hey man, if you haven't had, if you haven't had, I will say this. If you haven't had honey sweetened drinks. Ooh. I'm not, I'm not big on the honey sweetened tea, but like honey sweetened lemonade, like like your lemonade is made with honey. Oh my God! that's like the best, and if it's, it's native right. honey, of course it's gonna have taste of local local flavor mhm um, so, well, taste yeah, so it. Brian, you were oblivious to the black spot on the preacher's neck, uh Carlos, you definitely saw that mm-hmm. uh Doc,
2: you saw that, yep. What Doc, what are you thinking? I'm still not sure what those are, but I definitely want to point it out to everyone who's actually paying attention. So probably still not Valentino. (laughs) How how are you doing
0: that? Hey, look at that funny mark on that man's neck. I'm more subtle than that. All right. How about you roll me an insight plus? I think the only thing that we have that's close to like a history or memory check Mm -hmm. would be what? uh, Insight plus academics.
1: Uh, for, like, history? Yeah. It would yeah, be a, yeah, 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 Like, that's literally one of the focuses for yeah, academia's so, history.
0: Yeah. So this okay. would be recent history. So roll me an insight plus an academia.
2: Uh, I can do that. You know, I am an academic. Ooh, in- okay, how
0: about this? You can either roll an insight plus an academia, or you can mm-hmm. roll an insight plus medicine check. Depending on which one you use may result in different Ooh. answers.
2: Oh, oh! oh, oh Insight plus medicine is so good. Oh, you know what? I'm going to try it because it's clearly Inside not plus a medicine. Trap. Yeah, it's clearly not a trap. Stephen is clearly not trapping us. Two uh, four total successes.
0: <laughs> four successes. All right. So you guys have maxed out on your moments. They rolled twice. Uh, well, only rolled once but aren't you oh well that would only be uh,
2: three successes then because the two would give me that thing on my yeah you're still
0: momentum. you're still at uh, max momentum okay so uh you just leaving arkham with your uh thoughts on medicine and failed medicine and all of those kinds of things and rolling into town and seeing that this is a mining town your mm-hmm. medical sense of mind instantly thinks that oh this is some kind of like black sickness or something that comes from working in the mines. Like you would expect people to be coated in mine, you know, the, the, the coal dust and everything might be coating a lot of their hands and faces and stuff. And maybe this is just something that's got on the preacher's neck. Um, or maybe it is something like a black lung that you remember reading about that people exposed to coal mines will eventually succumb to a black lung disease. And so just from what you're observing, that is where you're going to is that, Oh, this is definitely something related to the mining of this town, because that's what a doctor would instantly suspect, but still in the back of your mind, something's nagging at you about this. Mm
1: -hmm. Do they seem to be like interacting with it? Do they like scratch that area or anything like that? No, you
0: don't really see them scratching, scratching that, that Mm -hmm. Rodrigo, why don't you roll me an insight plus uh, academia?
2: It was a trap. Three successes.
0: All right. You guys are still maxed out on momentum. You can't go any higher. This looks exactly like the stuff you saw in Belgium.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I figured. Um, yeah, Dutch will Dutch will bring it up once we're done eating and heading out to the sure. car. Yeah, there's um, the
0: man that was been sitting there drinking his coffee and reading his newspaper. Now you see uh, Rodrigo that. Yeah, he has one that kind of looks like a cold sore, but it's also like this black splotchy thing in the corner of his mouth. And he just kind of folds up his paper and sets it down. And he's like, thank you for the fine food, Cora. That was so good. So good. And she's like, "Uh, now Emmett, when you go outside, you be careful. It has been so cold lately. I would hate for you to slip and fall and freeze to death out in this cold, especially when you're one of our finest customers. Oh, you don't have to worry about that, Cora. You don't have to worry about that at all. And he kind of goes out and you see him kind of turn left. And then you hear like the jingling of the bell in the store next to the, the cafe. So this guy has just literally walked down the sidewalk, one store to, mm-hmm. to get to the, uh, to get to this small cafe oh, he nice. left behind his, he left behind his newspaper and, um and his, his cup of coffee and uh, Cora goes over and of course she cleans up the coffee and, you know, it wipes down the table puts the newspaper back
2: on the stack for the next person uh, to buy. no she kind of just leaves
1: it there for the next person all right well once we're done uh dutch will live a leave a tip of course
0: how much monies are you gonna leave
1: um how much was the meal three seven two dollars
0: two dollars and ten cents with, with tax, it'll be $2.12. And you can hear Cora muttering under her breath something about FDR.
1: Uh, So Dutch will leave an extra, like, round it up to 50 cents, right? Because Okay, has, if, if, if that's what you want to do. Back sure. in the day, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So you leave a good size. You can leave a good size tip and. She seems very pleased with that when you hand it to her. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Please, by all means, uh, you boys come back anytime. You need some hot coffee to go with you on the road? Would you mind? Yeah, sure. And as she turns, you can see right above her left eyebrow, a black Mm. splotch. And it kind of like tendrils out and starts to blend into her hairline. I mean, it doesn't move while you're looking at it. It's literally the splotch with tendrils kind of going off, spreading off and kind of
2: receding into her hair. Right. You can see more of it as she turns. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, boys, it's getting kind of late. Are you guys, uh, yeah, we're heading up going up now or, or what? Cause, uh, I'm not, I'm not sure that, uh, you don't know these roads might be mighty hard for you to find where you're going. I kind of want my car back, my truck back.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, we're heading out
0: now. Okay, well, uh good luck to you. And then Thanks. as you uh as you uh are closing the door, you hear Cora uh yell out, "Remember, if you think you heard something, no you didn't."
1: <laughs> um as we're walking towards the truck, Dutch will gently but firmly take the book away from Valentino. Ah.
2: Oh. Uh,
0: okay would you guys engage in a hand to hand combat please <laughs> no. um, if it's hand to hand
1: combat then he's definitely not doing that
0: a- agility like, plus
1: fighting please just no. to see if you can get it out no. and get it out of I the I no? no okay if i if it's to the point where he holds onto it then he'll let it go okay all right uh you guys notice the uh uh sores on everybody yeah really? yeah this is like what we were seeing in Europe
2: Oh, it is. Oh, I was i was so distracted by how much fun it is to say ultra ultramicroscopic silicocano conofenosiosis. No, yeah. that's exactly what that is. I was thinking it was a black lung disease.
1: Well, what, uh, what gave it away for me is that they don't seem to notice it. And in that, fact, it's unclear to me whether that's actually something that's really there or if we are just, you know. Progressively sliding into uh a perpetual state of horror
2: It always kind of makes me wonder if it's not some sort of visage showing us internal decaying on some sort of metaphysical level.
1: Maybe you gotta wonder what we look like
2: moldering corpses for sure
1: all right well let's uh let's go ahead and try to get there before uh it gets too dark.
0: All right, so everybody piles in to the car. The uh, Blisco was able to get the engine up and and, uh, going a few minutes before everybody came out. So it's nice and toasty in there. Uh, This smells like a grease monkey's vehicle, right? There's the odor of gasoline, grease, oil, uh, sweat uh, in in this cab. Uh, You do see that there's a thermos uh, on the floor that is starting to roll around. There's also a newspaper on the bench seat between. Uh, blisco and uh, Dutch. I'm just assuming Dutch, you're going to
1: take shotgun again. Sure, unless somebody else wants it.
0: Okay, I'm gonna in the back the in one. the back seat. Uh, I'm also going to just assume that you have all taken your equipment, Probably. weapons, etc., oh. out of your. Oh,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yes. But, Most certainly, okay. nothing is uh, left for him to
0: Clayton. You don't want Clayton to find your prototype X, X one and accidentally blow up half the town.
2: Not particularly. I I think it would be hilarious. So in the back,
0: um, there are some oily rags and there is a, um, toolbox that has wrenches and pliers and a pipe wrench and, you know, uh, ball peen hammer kind of stuff. Uh, some, some lube grease is back there as well. This, this is a work truck. Gumboots. And, and so a uh, Blisco, you start to head out of town, um, following the directions of go this way, but don't go too far and be looking for blacks holler, uh, which means it's going to be nestled way back up oh, in, yeah. in, in the mountains. And a- as you're kind of going there quote unquote, that way, you can see that there are some nicer houses closer to town. But definitely as you start to get outside, you know, within like two or three houses, the quality of house just goes down very, very quickly again until you're looking at shacks and houses that have seen better days. You see like some mine car, uh, carts, metal mine carts that are kind of rolled over in this uh, at the side of the road, resting out. They've been there for a good many years and you are just driving into the wilderness of the Appalachia mountains of uh, Kentucky. Uh, why don't you roll me a D one 19. 19. Yeah. There is a very brisk cold wind blowing through the trees and over the, uh, over the peaks and the hollers and the, and the twisty windy ways that even with the windows rolled up and the heater going full blast, you can feel it coming through the floorboards You can feel it rattling the windows a little bit, Uh, but the roads are generally clear in this part of, uh, uh, of Barlow as you're exiting the the city or the town or the hamlet or whatever you would call a very small populated uh, gathering of houses, a village perhaps.
2: Mm. Yeah, that's good. Sorry. I, don't want crack me up. Still, no,
0: I don't want to go down that road. So again, uh, you guys are riding in the truck. There's some tools in the back, some oily rags. There's a newspaper uh, up front with Hello. you guys who
2: are I'm going to read the newspaper. Driving. I keep seeing newspapers everywhere, and I feel like the universe is trying to tell me something.
0: All right. So this, uh, the one that you pick up is the Barlow Beacon, January 15th. 1940. And so there are a variety of, of news stories uh, that they have uh, in the Barlow Beacon. It looks to be uh, not a daily newspaper. It looks to be put out weekly based on the fact that the front of this newspaper kind of looks like the one that the man who was sitting in uh, the cafe, the one that just says food on the on the uh, outside, mm-hmm. was reading. And so there are a number of different headlines that uh, or stories that you could uh, potentially look at on, as you're driving or as you're riding. Uh, one of them is uh, called Frigid Temperatures Set Records in Barlow. Mm-hmm. Another one is Mysterious Lights Spotted Over Frozen Shadow Mare Lake. Barlow Bank announces sudden closure amid financial scandal. Local judge calls for calm among, among, amid bank crisis. Historic cold snap threatens Barlow's crops. Strange lightning strikes in Dunwich, Massachusetts. Unseasonal serpent menace stirs alarm in Barlow community. Yeah, those are the main those are the main stories. I'm sorry, what unseasonal serpent menace? Yeah. In a bewildering turn of events that has left the residents of Barlow both terrified and puzzled, reports of snake attacks have surged across the county defying the harsh winter conditions that should have driven these cold-blooded creatures into hibernation. Local hospital reports a handful of victims have been admitted with snake bites, suffering from symptoms ranging from mild discomfort to severe, life-threatening environment. Fancy word for uh, being uh, with venom. The attacks, described by witnesses as unprovoked and aggressive, have occurred in areas where snake sightings have historically been rare, even in warmer months. Notably, each incident took place in the vicinity of the old mines, leading to speculation about changes in serpent behavior, possibly induced by environmental factors uh, or more sinister, unknown causes. Barlow's wildlife management officials are at a loss, with the chief officer stating, This is unprecedented. Not only should snakes not be this active in winter, but the aggression shown is highly unusual for any species native to this region. Efforts are underway to capture some of the aggressive snakes for study in hopes of understanding this uh, abnormal behavior. Residents are advised to exercise extreme caution, especially when near the old mine entrances or in less traveled woodland areas. The local wildlife department has issued a temporary prohibition on visits to the affected areas and is conducting daily patrols to assess the situation. Communities on edge, with some uh, attributing the phenomena to pollution from the mines, while others whisper of ancient curses tied to the land. And in the parentheses, ha ha. As investigations continue, the town remains gripped in the mystery of these unseasonable serpent attacks, hoping the answers, uh, hoping for answers as the cold winter persists.
1: Mm-hmm. Good, good, good. Or snake people? Mm-hmm. Mm, the snake people didn't really seem to have snakes with them. Mm. But maybe. Or it, it could just be some sort of environmental thing. That's always an option,
2: right? I feel like you're saying that more to convince yourself than to convince
1: No, us. that's ridiculous. Why would I need to convince myself?
2: Well, we've been with you for the last six months. We were here. Yeah, I know. Okay, just checking. The bank has closed. Hmm.
0: The president the tra- of Darkwater bank. Savings and Loan, Milton Grimshaw, announced an unexpected closure of the institution, citing, quote, unforeseen events. Rumors swirl as federal investigators were spotted at the bank's headquarters, igniting speculation of embezzlement and mismanagement. Grimshaw has not been seen since the announcement, and clients are left in turmoil over the security of their deposits.
1: I I do love Stevens, like aggressive Southern reporter, <laughs> right? Like I literally, in my, I had to mute myself because. Like Doc says, the bank has closed. And then Steven just launches into it. And I literally pictured Doc like fumbling the newspaper as this no voice not. like erupts out of it. That just Wow, this guy writes in a strong voice.
2: He does. <laughs> uh, and there's mysterious lights over the local lake.
0: Several residents reported seeing strange, unexplained lights hovering over Shattermere Lake late Tuesday evening. Witnesses described the lights as bright green orbs that move uh, erratically before vanishing. Local authorities have yet to provide an explanation for the phenomenon, leaving the town abuzz with theories ranging from military exercises to aliens from Mars. And then in parentheses, ha ha.
2: <laughs> yeah, they'd be from Venus. Ah uh-huh. ha.
0: Spelled with a W, by the way. Uh, it's more like H-A-R.
2: Oh, let's see. Was there anything else that might be unusual?
0: Uh, So the other headlines that you remember seeing strange lightning strikes in Dunwich, uh, frigid temperatures set records in Barlow, uh, -hmm. local judge calls for calm amid bank crises, uh, -hmm. historic cold snap threatens Barlow's crops. Mm -hmm. And
2: that was it. Well, we might as well read them all. Okay, which one are you going to start with? Look at this one about the crops.
0: <sighs> All right, Barlow's agriculture.
1: <laughs> this is on you, Stephen. Yeah,
0: I said I wrote a bunch of nonsense, so here you guys
1: go ah, Well, yeah, we want it.
0: <laughs> Barlow's agriculture sector faces significant threats from the ongoing cold snap, with experts predicting potential devastation to winter crops. The unseasonably frigid temperatures could result in substantial losses for local farmers impacting the community's economy. Efforts are underway to mitigate damage, including emergency measures to protect the most valuable crops in parentheses, tobacco close parentheses
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, no, this is serious. This isn't some made up thing about men from Mars. Tobacco is a big business. Also probably bourbon too. I'm sure. Uh, what, what do they use for bourbon? Uh, uh wheat uh mash the corn yeah, kentucky, mash kentucky bourbon oh. man if, if that crop went in, into trouble man kentucky yeah, would all... go bankrupt <laughs> <sighs> all right uh what else you got
2: let's see uh there was another cold <laughs> snap,
1: cold, well, snap. cold snap. that was the no, cold snap that was
0: that was the cold snap threatens barlow's <laughs> crops but there was Lighting. one called frigid temperatures set for frigid 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 temperature. barlow
2: as well Let's check.
0: As the mercury out. dips lower, Barlow residents are experiencing one of the coldest winters in recent memory. Last night, temperatures reached a record below minus of minus 15. Local authorities are advising everyone to limit their outdoor activities and ensure their homes are adequately heated. Community center has been converted into a temporary warming shelter for those in need. Good to know.
2: Lightning strikes in Arkham, Massachusetts.
0: Uh, not in Arkham, Dunwich.
2: Oh, Dunwich, Massachusetts. Hey, wait a minute. This may be about us.
0: In the middle of winter, a strange weather phenomenon took place at uh, Centennial Hill in Dunwich, Massachusetts. Scholars from Arkham were on hand when the events took place, but have reported there's nothing uh, worth worrying about. Madeline Langford, a student at Arkham, said the stones atop the mountain have a high concentration of iron, which combined with recent weather patterns created a series of lightning strikes. Locals were a little less sure, saying something similar happened 25 years ago, uh, following the death of Old Man Waitley and mysterious property damage in the area.
2: Sounds like they may have found whatever that was. Hmm. Here's a weather forecast for tomorrow. Cold. (laughs) Thank you, Ollie.
1: I would love to find out that actually this newspaper is fully staffed and it says that all the writers <laughs> write like they, this. They all write exactly the same way. Ain't that a fine kettle of fish? Look, here's John. He's 50. I am. And he's focus
2: on your reporter.
0: James. So those, were, those were some of the uh, big stories at this point. If anybody would like to know more or ask questions about these, you may, but it will cost you uh, one momentum. Uh, for each er, uh, story you would like to have expanded
2: upon. So he's found a way to kill our momentum. And also, hmm. I mean,
1: I don't, you know, if if anybody wants more like this, this seems good for me. Like I'm, I'm sure if there's more to a story, we're going to find out the hard way. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And, and also Men I found went dead in local
0: truck uh, <laughs> for reading newspapers while driving on the road. <laughs> uh Blisco if you would let's do one of your famous driving tests because now that you do you know you do see little turnoffs here and there there's one that says uh uh Charlie's Lake Vincent Pond um mm-hmm. uh, White Holler Gray Holler and there's one that says Black Holler you're able to see that but as you turn off these roads get super narrow like if there is a car coming the other way uh somebody's going to have to be doing a lot of backing up uh to get to a spot where you could pull over and let the other pass mm-hmm. the the mountains get very steep back in these areas uh and so these roads are just kind of carved out of whatever path they can they can make so there's lots of twists and turns uh, you as a group can see signs of, you know, mine 59 with an arrow, uh, pointing up, uh, one side path and it just says closed. You see another one, uh, mine shaft 60 and you see a skull and crossbones on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but these paths are narrow and the roads are very, very slippery. The, the, the pines and the, the oaks and all the other trees that are here just kind of hug the road very closely, but when you hit an open spot and you're able to see down, oh man, it is vertigo inducing. So let's see if you have any problems uh, driving the road, Blisco. Let us make this one really difficult. Uh, let us make this a D three. Would would this be considered a vehicle terrain test? Yes, it would be. Cool. That's a D two. Okay. Cool. <laughs> and you're <Off-road>. using <laughs> off road. Off road. Okay. Just my natural talents. Okay. D two. Uh,
2: we're maxed out. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We I'm are. gonna grab a momentum anyways, because Okay.
0: <clears throat> hey, two successes. Uh that's not in any of your ranges, is it?
2: N- not in double digits, no.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. I'm just making sure, because who knows what the Oh, I guess five would be the max, right? Yeah. For for driving. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is at one point you all, you know. Stop listening to Doc reading from the newspaper out loud because you all realize that Blisco really, really, really needs to concentrate as he's, you know, downshifting so that the car has a little or the truck has a little bit more power to it so you can make it up this hill and not slide off into uh, the, the deep gorges below. And eventually you start seeing a little house there, a little mailbox there. And uh, pretty soon you get way up into the side of the mountain and you see a uh, sign that says Whitmore.
1: I think we're here, guys. What time of day is it at this point?
0: It is late afternoon. It's like three o'clock. So that would mean that it is basically dark when you guys pull up because of the way the the sun is setting over the mountains and the fact that it's wintertime. You haven't hit that point of winter where uh, you've passed the equinox to where the days are getting longer. These days are still pretty short. So you pull up onto the Whitmore property with your lights on. It is an old shack. It is, um, it's old. You know, think of the backwoodsiest cabin that you can think of and uh, age it and make it a lot more broken down than you're picturing. And that's probably what uh, you see. It probably, uh, Matthew, you made a reference to Beverly Hillbillies earlier, which has been subsequently edited from this podcast that our listeners. <laughs> are <here>. um, but, <laughs> Heard
2: um,
0: but for those of you who have watched like the pilot of Beverly Hillbillies, and you've seen the, the cabin that Jed Clampett lived in, that's what this kind of looks like.
1: Okay. Well, uh, have bliss up at a respectful distance from the house Mm there's a light
2: on just to be
1: sure
0: there's a a light on and there's uh, you can tell that there's a fire uh, inside probably coming from a fireplace there's no electricity
1: I'll uh, walk up and knock on the door well as you all
0: step out uh, a gunshot rings out and shoots out one of the lights on the truck and you hear Get all my land, revenueers, I told you I'd get your money. Get out! I'm gonna go on. Get or I'm next time. I'm not gonna miss a single one of you!
1: Oh, uh, this is gonna cost me. Uh. Uh, yes. Hello. Excuse me. Uh, we are not uh, collectors. Then who are you? Uh, we served with. I was Clyde. Clyde. No, not Clyde. Theodore. Theodore. Yeah, we we served with Theodore Widmore. You serve with my boy? Yes, we were hoping to That's speak it. to you. Pay our condolences. Uh talk to you a little bit about him. Which one Sorry. Of you is the
0: fancy movie star?
1: Uh that would be this Got one. It.
0: Yeah? What's your name, boy? They call me Valentino. I uh And there's a long and- pause when he hears Valentino. Alright, you boys can come on up. If you remember from episode one. Theodore had written to his mother and given you all the shared, all the code names that you guys go by.
1: Yep. Yep. Well, go in,
0: you get up to the porch and you, and you enter. And this is a, this is a small cabin. I mean, there is a main living uh, room area with a, uh, with a a stove fireplace. There's a small kitchen. um, And then it kind of splits off to what looked like two rooms in the back, probably bedrooms and, uh, you know, kind of standing up uh, in the, in the living room area, you see a woman who was uh, a little over overweight. Uh, you can tell that, that the uh, time has not been uh, super kind to her. Uh, she's kind of filled out, um, but she looks very upset and distressed. You know, her hands are uh, up by her, her chin and she's kind of, uh, you know, fretting and she's got some, some glasses on. Uh, She's got an apron on. Um, You see uh, an older man, the one with the rifle. Uh, He's got a long beard and he has on again, kind of like what you saw uh, Clayton in town. He's got on a warm thermal uh, undershirt and he's got a pair of boots that are unlaced on uh, because he was just outside trying to shoot at you. He's holding a a, a rifle. Uh, Peeking out down the corner, you see a um, looks like a teenage ish girl. She's got blonde, curly hair, uh, blue eyes. Uh, she is also wearing kind of like uh, bib overalls and a uh, thermal like a, under what are, what are the long johns
1: uh,
0: shirt uh, underneath uh, sitting in a rocker by the stove is a uh, very old uh, by the fireplace is a very old woman. Uh, her hair is pulled back in a bun and she's very skinny and wrinkly. Uh, she's kind of just in mid-rock with uh, the knitting in her lap, just kind of staring at you boys as you walk in. And then sitting in one of the chairs is somebody that looks exactly like why. Critical hit Punch Hall Nazis is a production of Major Spoilers Entertainment and was produced and edited by me, Steven Schleicher. If you'd like to get a behind-the-scenes making of this episode, be sure to check out the GM Roundtable Octoon Cthulhu Edition at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash majorspoilers. Each week I discuss my plans for the upcoming game session, and Dr. Brad Will is there to share his reactions and advice on how to be a better game master. I will warn you, though, there are spoilers galore in every installment of the GM Roundtable Octoon Cthulhu Edition. So, If you don't like spoilers and don't want to know what I am planning next, don't listen to these episodes. Though, I will say, if you do listen, you'll be able to see how and where the players throw a wrench into my plans, and you're also going to have greater insight into the world that's being built into this campaign. Finally, we want you to record yourself doing your best on Critical Hit and send it to us at podcast at Majorspoilers.com. And your voice will join the growing chorus of fans in upcoming episodes as well. Thank you again for listening this week, and here's hoping all of your dice rolls are critical hits.
2: This podcast is copyright 2024 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.